It's recording. Hello. <laughs> Here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Yes. Wow, that's really weird looking. Okay, better. So for those who don't know, I have a, it's called a pop filter in front of my mic because I'm using a fancy condenser mic, which is more of a vocal mic, and Celine is actually using a... um, A podcast mic. Yeah, more of a podcast mic. For those audio nerds, I'm using a... (laughs) Road NTK one, oh, um, which is going through a UAD preamp into a Neve ten seventy three virtual plugin using their Unison technology. Wow, this is going to be a fun uh. episode, huh? <laughs> Cue the music. Uh, and uh, Celine is using an SM seven B or SMB seven. I was got dyslexic there but um, whatever i don't know if it's nice it's a nice time yeah so yeah just go. wait oh what welcome to oh, another episode of as woo woo as you want yes with celine and jeremiah hi hi we're back um and the siren's excited Everything's everyone's excited happening. Uh, today we want to talk about bodies. Body. Okay, yeah. Let's talk about bodies. It's just kind of naturally happening. So Selena and I usually try and think of, uh, what we want to talk about, uh, beforehand, just so we have like a general idea. Um, and then, but we keep things open. Right. We leave room for exploring. Yeah. For the conversation to unfold. Yeah. Yeah. And I pulled my back a little bit yesterday morning. Yes. Uh, while running, and then this morning I pulled another <laughs> part of my of my back uh, or like my shoulder. Um, and so, like that was the thing. As I've been getting more woo woo uh, and learning more about this stuff, and and learning more about like how. Everything physical is actually just consciousness. Yes. How does that relate? You know, so there's, and and maybe we can even talk about chakras with this stuff too, because the interchange of energy, there's so many different ways your body can be affected mm-hmm. by energies, whether it's, you know, other people courting you or something subconscious that's happening. Right. Um, so like... I kind of, instead of me being like, well, I, I was like, okay, obviously I didn't drink enough water. Uh, maybe I should have stretched a little more. Sure. Um, but the other thing that came to me was like, what's really going on? So interesting segue to my esoteric acupuncture book, which relates everything to your different um kind of astral planes you can, have can you like yes uh give a title of that book just yep. so if people mm-hmm. are interested i can in... i can definitely give the title of that book it's called esoteric acupuncture gateway to expanded healing by miko sanke there's like this is volume one i think there's three volumes but 
So it talks about how most of our illness and disease starts in our astral plane. So that's like the third plane outside of our body. We have the physical body. Then you have your etheric, which is like a wetsuit. And then outside of that, you have your astral. Then you have your mental and then causal and then spiritual. So I think that's seven of them. And most illness, even in like woo-woo stuff like Abraham and Hicks, um, Bashar, starts in the with the mental aspect and then becomes physical. So it's all very transmutable through that kind of um, realm. So, yeah, but like having like a pulled muscle could also just be a pulled muscle, but usually it's like a stress manifesting in the body. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Well, that, you know, I was, Selena and I were talking a little bit beforehand, um, and I was mentioning how this isn't the first time I pulled my back, particularly before a trip. I'm actually going um, to L.A. next week, and um, it's happened, well, it happened once before, also going out west a few years ago, and then another thing happened where I actually fainted um, <laughs> uh, before I went to Europe. Um, so it was just like, for me, I am always looking for connections. That's how like my brain works. And so I, yeah. I was like, what does this mean? You know, uh, and, and just thinking about it in terms of like symbolic significance and stuff like that. Well, I mean, I could go kind of more deeper into how meridians and acupuncture and different organs hold different energetic vibrations but it could be too complicated. Yeah. But, like, historically, in Chinese medicine, and even in, like, this esoteric book, the energy of your liver, not the actual organ, but kind of, like, the energetics of what it does in the body, it's responsible for anger, frustration on the emotion scale, and then physically it's, like, the master of tendons and muscles. So if someone's really anxious and irritated or stressed out, it will usually manifest in the body, body physically as, like, muscle pain. And so in acupuncture, you treat the liver. That's just a small insight into, like, a very vast topic of wow. what that means. That but was so great. Yeah. So, like, you being, so like, yeah. stressed, you're like, oh, you know, like, I'm going away. But you're, like, aware enough to be like, actually, what's the root of it? Mm -hmm. The root is probably, like, your liver energy is getting a little bit more anxious and stagnant and it's going to just like manifest physically in an area of your body hmm. and so with acupuncture you'll you'd go in and release that kind of local area and then work on the energetic channel of the liver to move that so everything is related to the emotions i think yeah yeah Oh, man. I want to go really deep into that, but I'm wondering if we should just pull back a little bit. Yeah, it's very broad. Where you were, I know you're only, like, somewhere it's into Very surface. Volume one of volume three books. <laughs> yeah, I was like, mm, I don't know. Um, but, you know, there is, I know, um, in uh, for those who are familiar, there's a book called the uh, An Autobiography of a Yogi, which is by um, Paramahansa Yogananda. Mm -hmm. And it's a great uh, book. yeah, really amazing. And um, he is basically an autobi autobiography about a yogi. Um, this guy 
you know, uh, was a teacher in um, the early 19th century, uh, 20th century. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he passed away in the early 1950s. There's some construction going out. Apologies for all our listeners out there. It's weird. I can't really hear it. No? Right through the mic. Oh, okay. That's a little, it's subtle. It's okay. It's in and out. But um, he... He talks about, I mean, he talks about a lot of different things, but one thing he talks about is how you have kind of what you're saying, but a little less delineated, how Mm -hmm. you have your body, you have your astral self. And then, well, he was talking more about planes. So he's talking about like the material plane, the astral plane, and then the causal plane. Right. Um, So that's three of them. Yeah. But what I find so fascinating with all of these woo-woo books that are, like, so all over the place Mm. in terms of, like, the modalities, the people, whatever, everything connects. Like, I haven't read anything that's, like, literally contradicted something else. Yeah, it's true. It, like, it's just mutually reinforcing this picture. Right, it's just, like, said a different way. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Which is awesome. Yeah. There's a dog. There's a dog. Well, I know the body is a really complex thing and there's so much science behind. I feel like there's more science that's becoming a little bit more woo woo. Finally. Don't you think so? Yeah. You know? Yes. The body is, I think the thing, just kind of like what we were talking about with the first episode where when you start to stop identifying with just your body or just your mind and you start broadening kind of the conception of who you are and Mm. what you're really made out of on an energetic level, it really starts to crack open things. Yeah. It's almost overwhelming though. It is. I find it pretty overwhelming Mm. because all the lines are blurred. Yes. You know, like we're no longer just this one stagnant little model of a person. Right. <laughs> well, separation is illusion, right? Like that's the whole yeah. The whole thing. Like we're in this material world and we think like, you know, I'm separate from you or right. this mic is separate from me or whatever. And then when, yeah, those lines start to blur and you realize, no, we're actually all energy. <laughs> just, just like different forms of it. Yeah. Or, like, particle conglomerations. Yeah. It's pretty wild. But I feel like that's what I want to incorporate more into my, like, meditation daily practice is, like, also being very aware of my body. Do you know what I mean? Like, being, like, sending it, like, health and, like, light and, like, oxygenating my blood vessels because... I don't know. Like, I went to the gym and, like, my knee hurt when I was running. I was like, I'm 35. This sucks. Yeah. (laughs) You know? But I think it's something that I didn't really think about before that I want to more now. I mean, do you think about that when you meditate? Or you mainly think about... Because I feel like I usually just think of, like, centering and being present, but not my physicality. Yeah, um, I do. And, you know, I just finished, I, I gave you back that Seth book, The yeah. the, Indivi- the Nature of the Individual and Mass Events. And um, I think, actually, I also followed an inst- Instagram account that's all Seth quotes. Really? I, that, that may have been, yeah, it's Seth Speaks One. 
There's an Instagram. I just for saw Seth? it. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, they god. just started. Oh my um, god. Shout out to you, whoever you are. Thank you for um, spreading Seth goodness. Wow. Um, I forgot what it was, but basically, you know, he talks about kind of the same thing. Just to, to stop thinking of yourself as like a physical, mm-hmm. just a, this physical um, being, and start to broaden. Um, your your perspective on yourself and I totally lost my train of thought. Uh, oh, sending love to yourself. Oh, yes. So right. so I mean that's a huge part of meditation um, is being aware of your body. See, a lot of times it's funny because we'll 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 conceive of our of our body. We'll like be very aware that mm-hmm. we're in a body, but we won't literally feel it. Right. Like I we know. we sometimes don't feel in your body. Yeah. You're, yeah. Because you're you're in the mental. I know. Well, it's sort of like a twofold thing. Like if everything starts in the like emotional astral, like not in your body and then gets filtered down to create like a disease in the body, it's confusing a little bit. Yeah. To be present, but also like, it's like foreshadowing kind of. Yes. Yeah. But sending love to, um, my body uh, is very important and it's yeah. a pretty recent thing and um, was something we had our meditation club on Sunday and it was something I, I incorporated into uh, uh, our, our meditation where I've, I've realized personally um, and I feel like a lot of people probably do this too because the culture almost teaches you to hate yourself yeah. you're not good enough right. you don't look good enough right? and um really, really starting to like love your body and accept your body and forgive yourself. Very hard. um, It becomes very powerful, you know? And like (laughs) at the end of our meditation, I like ask everyone to like hug themselves. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like even just like touching yourself. Like how often do you just like touch yourself and like send good, good vibes to it? Um, and, and I do think it, it, I don't know. I, I do think it makes a difference. You know, Seth talks about, and I think I mentioned it earlier, like every cell is infused with consciousness. And so if you're able to send love into all of those different parts of you, I mean, it's, it's a positive thing. It's power. Yeah. It's very powerful. Yeah. Interesting. Um, I do want to talk about, because I know there's probably some people listening and they're like, I have a disease. You're telling me I chose this disease? And this is a huge, touchy subject um, that I, I think it can be hard for some people if they're, if they're not woo-woo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like it is a sensitive subject and it makes it's – it's a hard pill to swallow. But I think that if you start to think about it in a little different framework, it's maybe less jarring. So when I think we say, like, you have a choice, you choose your circumstances, you choose your framework, your life, like, it sounds like it's this, like, very conscious decision of waking up and, like, I'm going to have a shitty day. I'm going to get a terminal illness. I'm going to have a really bad relationship. I'm going to be broke. But I think that we mean it in the grander outside of this physicality third dimension like your 
higher oversoul, the thing that kind of like is your main power outlet, you know, that has kind of chosen a certain circumstance, a series of events that you as your smaller consciousness were were like, yes, I'm going to participate in this event for soul growth. And I know that sounds very woo-woo and bananas. And sure, maybe it is, maybe it's not. But the growth of the soul sometimes needs to have bad things or negative stuff happen. And from what, from my interpretation of it, that's how I view like, if you get a terminal illness, how you deal with the terminal illness, like what that does, what happens, how you live with it. Then when you, you know, pass on, what did that do for your, you know, soul? How did that grow? What did you learn? Um, or what didn't you learn? Or what did you just choose not to do with it? Um, mm-hmm. I guess it does sound, it's coming from a place of, I guess, like privilege, right? To say that a little bit, mm. maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I know, I'm aware of that. But I do think that there, I, I do hold that belief to be true for me personally. Yeah, I think you, you said that incredibly well. But it's hard, right? It, it, it's, like you it's, can't, it's hard. you know, like you get cancer. You're like, cool. Yeah, I wanted to do this. And yeah. it's like, mm, I think so. It's also one of those things where even your concept of, of like the individual and having just it, – it starts to break up the, the concept of the individual too because um, – right. and it's related to time as well um, – you know, uh, I'm thinking of Shaman Durek because he talks about this in an, in an episode where uh, he talks about how in a past life he was um, one of the, like, Egyptian pharaohs. Okay. You know, and he was, like, a bad dude, you yeah. know, like, ordering people to be killed, like, all this stuff. And he's like, other people have also been that soul. That particular soul? Yeah. Right. It's like what I was saying when I came in and told you about the 14 souls. Right. Yes. Anyway, right. One oversoul can have different personalities. Right. All so, part of the same kind of faucet. Yeah. So right? it's like if, 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 you know, there are people who are listening and are like, well, what about people who are poor, who are, you know, struggling and blah, blah, blah. It's, those individuals are, yes, experiencing this in this lifetime. Mm-hmm. And they're experiencing it for a number of reasons, for themselves and for us. This is the other part where other people struggling means that it's up to us. If we are in a place of privilege, if we realize we're in a place of privilege, it's up to us to help. It's up to us to extend our hand and say, you and I are actually one and your pain is my pain. And I think that's one of, if not the biggest lessons for humanity is particularly with the internet now, we are seeing firsthand, you know, it just takes a cell phone video of, of something. Right. You're seeing firsthand the injustices around the world. Right. And you can no longer look away. Right. And that pain that you see, we all are intrinsically blessed with the ability to, ability to empathize. Right. And so it's up to us to love and to help and support and 
like lift each other up. Right. We're not doing this by ourselves. Right. Well, and I also feel like on that point, the kind of like the connectedness of every single soul that is actually inhabiting the planet at the moment, like we are all one, right? We all matter. We all affect each other. And I think that, you know, having, it's sort of like that concept of yin and yang, light and dark, and that makes a whole. Mm. So there's always going to be the dark and there's always going to be the light. And I think that's like a fundamental universal like cosmic thing, you know, there Mm -hmm. are bad forces in the world and there are good stuff. But I do think the dichotomy of having the two of them is the way that this certain paradigm of our planet is set up Hmm. at this particular level of this particular consciousness of this particular time plane. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it gets really nutty because when you start thinking about like quantum and time... But do you know what I mean? Like, I think I do think that there's just like darkness in the world and that will always exist. And it kind of has to. That's 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 an interesting thing. That's a nutso thing. I know. That's an interesting thing. But the way that I um, perceive it again, I'm going to pull from the Shaman Durek here. But he talks about how, uh, look, if you think of reality as being a quantum field with an infinite number of existences, you're going to have really dark yeah. Like the worst of the worst of the yeah. worst, like un- unbelievably, you can't even conceptualize it. But you also have the lightest light of light. Right. So um, because that and I think all of this, by the way, mm. the light and dark, it's the, con- the duality itself is a limited concept. Yeah. So like I think for us, you know, a lot of times when we think of like good and bad and this and that, it's it's a very human like. Celine, you like saying three-dimensional way of looking at things. I love saying that. <laughs> and um, it's just it's just way more broad. Right, because we're just in one particular time slot right here. Yeah. We're like a little blip. A very small blip. <laughs> and it can get really, it can get, it can go way up, higher, 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 elevated, or it could go down too. Yeah. So... I don't know. I know that the saying that, you know, you've chosen your circumstances is difficult. Well, I, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I personally, I feel like I've come to a place now where I realize, you know, we we had that whole money episode Mm -hmm. and I, I really feel like, yeah, my soul, my soul chose this karma, right? Is that what you're saying? Exactly. That is exactly what I was going to say. Your parabda karma. I mean, you, you, you touched upon it but every you know every being who comes to this plane we there's a set curriculum for us and right. there are things that we need to learn and i mean you know come on guys like I, I think everyone can relate to you know you have a bunch of bad relationships you finally learned the lesson you weren't valuing yourself or you you were giving too much to and then you learn your lesson and you find someone hopefully who is right for you bad, yeah. you know or you know, in my case, it's like I'm learning how worthy I am, right, and how valuable I am, and how much the world needs me, right. Um, and th- you know that n- that not being selfish, but like um, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure I've had, if not one, multiple past lives 
which are current, by the way, because there's no time. Uh-huh. I love doing that. But I'm pretty sure I, I've, I've definitely been a nun. I, I, I think... Have you ever had anyone tell you? No, I've never done regression therapy, uh, but I'd love to. You Maybe should. Maybe at some point. But I, I know that there's, there's something deep in me for a while that I've been rooting I out. I can see you being a nun. Yeah, that, like, I thought it was... Like noble and, yeah. sa- and and like the sacrifice, sacrifice. and the mm-hmm. pain and like not having right. was like virtuous, virtuous yeah. and godly right. and like the right thing to do. Right. And like I felt that, you know, yeah. um, in this lifetime and I've had to work through that yeah. to realize like God is or love or whatever you want to call it. The universe is infinite. Right. And my pain and suffering doesn't help anyone. No. Well, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, tell me how. I want to know. Well, because... So going back to what we said earlier about, like, when you see injustice and sadness and suffering and how you're like, you know, like, that's... Yeah. I think sometimes when we go through struggles and we have our pains and our suffering and then everybody sees how we evolve with it or come out of it that is really helpful for other people so like watching you go from this like stoic nun in this lifetime to here we are now Mm -hmm. that's like inspo you know yeah so i think and i think that's part of like why we have shitty things happen to ourselves so that everybody around us can see and we can be a mirror and like an example, I guess, maybe of like, here's a way you could deal with this that you can turn it around, mm. which is a really nice idea. That's so cool. Right? Yeah. So you're like an inspo, an inspo Thank nun. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> but you should, you should get your past, you should do some past life stuff. Yeah. If you already know it though, I guess it's. No, 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 no. There's a few that I, I I'm pretty sure. I'm not pretty sure. I just feel like. I know it, you know? Yeah. Just one of those things where it's like, it's almost like a something that just replays in your head. You know, it could be a scene. It could be a feeling. Um, really? I don't know. You I, have that? I, I, I wish I'd had that more. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think as you, particularly as you meditate. Yeah, maybe that's what's um, opening that little vortex for you. Yeah, Meditation is definitely a a key, a tool. yeah, a tool, yeah, into into the higher selves. Do you want to talk a little bit about because you like briefly mentioned it, the, the twelve souls? Um, I know you're you're still just reading it. Yes. Yeah, so, from my preliminary knowledge, there's sort of this um, level of souls. So we start at the highest, which is like a spark from the divine, which is called the monad. That's number one. Out of the monad sparks these oversouls, so these kind of super souls. Out of a super soul, that one oversoul will spark 12 distinct personalities. All of those personalities are based on different circumstances that are helpful for the oversoul to go through to evolve to become more of the monad. Got you. Right? Yeah. And then there was this whole thing that they, the 12 different personalities aren't always incarnate at the same time uh-huh. and don't really necessarily meet. And what I think that is from that esoteric book relating to Seth, 
I think that those 12 personalities are a soul group. Oh. And so you have soul groups that can be incarnate at the same time on Earth or not. Right. And I think from Seth, I think a lot of times some of your soul group is your family. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't, I mean, I think that's just a really cool concept. Yeah. Yeah, he talks about that, how, right? you know, soul, soul groups will incarnate again and again um, yeah. together. So that's why, you know, when there are times where you meet someone and you're just like, I feel like I know this person. Forever. It's probably because you did. Yeah, you're um, part of the same soul group. Yeah. But 12 doesn't seem like that many for a one soul group. So, so I, I don't was, know. That's from this esoteric book. Yeah, I'm curious. I don't know. It seems tiny. The person who wrote it, where are they getting their information from? Um... It's a really good question. He, I don't know yet. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, no, I'm just wondering. I know. I don't know how I knew about this book in the beginning anyway. Yeah. Um, it's funny, I first got it like eight years ago and then I lost it. And then I just re-got it back. You're Makes ready to me... read it. Yeah, I'm ready. It's really complicated. Yeah. <laughs> it's real heady. <laughs> it's fucking heady as hell. <laughs> yeah. um, so that's like soul groups, which resonates with me. Yeah. I definitely feel like there's certain people in my life who I'm like, yeah, lived with you. Definitely, yeah. definitely we've like done this. We've done this a lot. And then there are other people where I'm like, I don't know who the heck you are. I'm not into it. Yeah. It's funny when you meet people and you're like, uh-uh. You know what I mean? <laughs> Or do you not have that? I have that sometimes. I'm like, I don't want yeah. to do this. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, there's, I mean, there's so many aspects that can right. cause that. Do you want to just talk a little bit more about, like, chi? Prana. Prana, sure. Life like, force. Yeah. Yeah, what do you want to talk about? Um, See, I feel like it's, it, what's happening is, like, because I work in this modality, like, with acupuncture. Yeah. Like, chi, chakras, how stuff manifests in the body, like, that's all I do. Yeah. <laughs> that's my job. Yeah. So, what do you want to talk about? How it, well, it works? I'm just so curious that your explanation of... Like the liver and how it relates to your, you know, anger and body and muscles. Muscles, right? Um, is well, that's huge. that's basic Chinese medicine. Okay, that's like meridian theory. So you have twelve main meridians, which relate to your twelve main organs. Okay, and there's a certain flow that the chi, the prana, goes through each organ every day. And the basic of acupuncture is to keep that flow going. And anytime there's an illness, it will create a disease. It will create create like a gridlock. And mm. the chi will go wonky. Stuff won't flow right. So the basic is just keeping that energy flowing for whatever reason it is. Um, and that's what you try to, you try to rebalance the body. Gotcha. Through those meridians. But there's so many different ways you can practice acupuncture. You don't have to be very woo-woo. You can do, like, more orthopedic stuff. Um, 
I'm more, I don't know if you would think about it, a little woo-woo about stuff. Yeah, maybe. Considering this book you're reading. I know. (laughs) Which has esoteric in the title. It's so esoteric and weird. It's great. It's great. Yeah. But I really think finding the root cause of what's the illness, the problem, and working with that channel and that organ is very, very, very effective. Mm Mm-hmm. But... It also takes the person who's coming in for the treatment to be open and want to address that issue in balance. Because a lot of people don't want to actually deal with the real problem. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. So you can't really. That's our culture. (laughs) That's like what's up. That's fine. Put some makeup on it. Just put a cover up on it and it will be fine. Yeah. Um, But so it's an interesting practice. And working with chi, and then it's really important for me to have my own energy grounded and protected when I'm working with people. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we should talk a little bit about chakras. Sure. Yeah, let's round it out with chakras. All right. So there's seven, no, seven main ones? There's... There's more. There's like a million. Yeah. So let's let's put this disclaimer out there. We're not experts <laughs> no, in terms of. No. If you of, didn't, if you couldn't tell. Yeah. We're not <laughs> experts in terms of, you know. Any of this sh- stuff. chakra stuff. I, I'm sure there's you know people who study this their whole lives, but. Yeah. You know, again, part of this podcast is to introduce people or familiarize people or, or or let people go a little bit deeper into this stuff so that they themselves can you know, uh, seek out the mm-hmm. information that they want if it piques their interest. Yeah. Um, I've read that there's uh, there there's seven chakras. I've also read that there are five chakras. But basically the, the, the similarity is it goes from like your like groin area. Mm-hmm. Your sacral, your root one. Yeah. Um, or the base of your spine, yep. uh, the perineum. And it goes all the way up to the top of your head. Right. Um, and the idea is that you have certain energy as- locks. Yeah, exactly. Certain centers of energy uh, throughout your body. Yeah, that have different um, kind of themes, right? Yes. So your sacral, your root, then you have your um, your second chakra, which is your second is sacral, I think, isn't it? Oh, so it's root, sacral, root, yeah, solar plexus, yeah, heart. Yeah. Throat. Throat. And then that's where things get a little right, funky. So your there's like third a third eye, eye one, one some there's a crown one. Yeah. Um but I, I find in practical terms what was really helpful to get um clearer on uh chakra stuff was uh some work that Tosha did. Um Okay where um, it's particularly talking about, um, and this is kind of all related to the body, what I was saying earlier, where there are times where, you know, you could be experiencing a pain and it's, again, it's like something that's coming from you mm-hmm. um, or it could be coming from someone else. Um, example. So uh, basically the example that, and this is the one that, you know, Tosha talks about is uh, there's a concept called cording. And basically, and we all do this, um, even, even if we don't realize it, um, is 
uh, particularly in the lower three chakra centers, um, we have a tendency to actually almost project our energy out into other places and people and kind of hook. We can hook people in. It's not it's not something you do intentionally, um, but you, you will do it um, if you're not aware. Once you're aware, then you stop doing it. I mean, I will admit, I definitely courted people. Yeah. You know, looking back, I'm like, oh, yeah, of course I courted people. Particularly with, like, you know, your second chakra is all, like, creative and sexual. So it's like, yeah, you know, like, you're talking <laughs> to a girl. And it's like, I think for men, you know, it's your you're kind of focusing your energy in that area and women can feel that. So I think sometimes mm-hmm. women can, can feel that immediately and get really turned off. Cause they're like, you're not fucking touching me, you yeah, know, like yeah. you're not even like touching them physically, but they're like, why are you already touching me? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Whereas like you talk with guys who like, they're coming more from their heart center and you're like, Oh wow. Like He's so compassionate. I'm, right. I'm relating to this person on an emotional level. Um, so the thing with courting, which is incredibly powerful, and I, I highly recommend um, to go to Tosha's website and, um, oh, I have to do another plug. I know. Um, the guy. Uh, I highly recommend going to Tosha's website, uh, toshasilver.com, and um, I'm forgetting which, I, I think it's called like courting, introduction to like courting, and she, she has a much deeper um, explanation about what chords are and how you get cord and how to release chords. Um, but basically, uh, when you start to understand cording and when you start to release cording, it, it's an incredibly powerful tool, hmm. um, where you start to realize that, uh, and the reason I did it was because I was trying to learn to get more in touch with my intuition mm-hmm. and you realize how much out there is, filling you with ideas that aren't your own or they're filling you with, you know, fears or worries or anxieties that, um, now it's like, you know, if I read the newspaper or anything like that, I, and I think this is kind of becoming a a mainstream thing or people are realizing it is like, there's so much stuff out there. That's literally, it's like you're ingesting poison, like garbage, like garbage going into your body. So, I don't really know that much about courting just from what you've talked about, you know, a little bit. But is it sort of the same concept as, like, an energy vampire? Psychic vampires. Psychic vampires. Same thing. Okay. So that's when you, unbeknownst to yourself, allow someone to just suck in and Mm -hmm. tap in. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. That was my only question. Yeah. It's like people... You can. I really think that anyone anyone really feels this. Just imagine yeah. anyone who's listening right now. Imagine someone who you hang out with them and it exhausts you. Yeah. See, I just think about people <laughs> who in my life have been like more energy sucking from me, and then when you put up the boundary, you you cut that cord, right? That's the same thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. We were talking about this Sunday, too, where it's like, and as soon as you do that. <gasps> they get so weird. They get really weird. Yeah. Because they're like, it's a, well, uh, who are you? How do I relate to you? How could you, you do this to me? Yeah. Where do I get my energy from? Yeah. You're not allowing me to suck on your soul? <laughs> <laughs> 
whatever has happened. <laughs> yeah. Huh. But I, I highly recommend check out um, check out Tosha's work on courting. Um, you know, it, it's it was particularly helpful for me with certain money issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was helpful for me in terms of just like overall like fear issues. Wait, so were you being an energy vampire to someone else then? I got. Oh, this is my other question. Well, it's so it goes both ways. Okay. And 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 you know, it's it's something that Tosha talks about, and, and I'll say here too, where it's like no one's doing this intentionally. I mean, okay. maybe some people are, but. A lot of times, this is it's uninten unintentional. You don't. You don't. We're it's not like a subconscious. This. Yeah. Well. Reflex. Yeah, it's it's that blurred line between the physical and kind of that first level, that you know, mm-hmm. uh, where the, ethere- ethere- the ethereal, yeah, um, the bodysuit, where it's like right where the energy starts to meet. Where you don't know consciously, but you can kind of feel it. And, like, um, I just know from personal experience when I learned this, I was like, oh, I, like, tried. I've tried to court people. Or I have courted people. And I realized it, you know. And and it's not something you, you know on both sides. It's not something to blame yourself about and it's not something to blame someone else about. Yeah. Um, because it's just it's, it's just, just energy and this is just how we are. Yeah. Uh, but but the power is in the knowledge. Once you right. know this, then you stop doing it yourself and you cut all the cords off that um, have been coming from other people. And anytime that someone tries to cord you, you know where to go. You know how to block it. It's the same as that, you know, technique with, with uh, you know, Tosha okay. talks about a technique where you, you close your second chakra. Um, your second chakra is a very open, uh, it can be a very open uh, field because it, there's a lot of just, I mean, it's right below your navel. Just think about the umbilical cord. It's mm-hmm. like a very core part of the human body. Um, and so a lot of, like I said, sexual creative energy flows there. Um, and you know, we didn't even like really go through what each chakra like stands for. Well, kind of. Yeah. The first sacral, not the root chakra. Yeah. Root. That's like your primal sacral, sexual, creative, solar plexus, emotional, processing right the heart chakra love center the throat chakra is like you're speaking expression um and then you either you have your third eye which is like your pineal gland right Mm -hmm. and then your crown chakra which connects you to your source yeah and when all are lit up it's a nice time yeah but i don't i don't know if we know anybody with all of them lit up yeah. Balanced. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, I mean, and then they spin in different directions. They vibrate a different color. So people who are work with energy and light work, like, can see where you have the imbalances based on the color frequency. Um, it's cool. I always have issues with my second and my third. I think that's pretty common. Yeah, especially my solar plexus. Mm-hmm. My solar plexus is a little stagnant little goo ball. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Well, I 
I mean, now I start to feel it. Like I can literally feel if I, I can feel my body tingle a little bit. If, if in, in the, in the area of yeah, the chakra, if, if something's challenging me in, in one of the chakra centers and what really like blew my mind was years ago when I was at Etsy, this had never happened to me before. I, uh, there was a very stressful period at one point point. Mm-hmm. And I broke out into hives, like literally above where my second chakra was. I had never, ever broken out into hives before. And it was like a very clear physical indication that like my body was like, this is where your stress is going. Well, I mean, it's like when people have a nervous stomach, you know, Mm -hmm. or like get like GI distress with, with stress, like that is your physical manifestation around where the chakras are too of a discomfort or an imbalance of how that emotion courses through your body and manifests itself in different ways. Hives thrown up being nauseous, you know, like migraines, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So I think it's really important to like, I'm to meditate into your physicality and like send it oxygen and love. I think that's how we should round this out. Yeah. But before we do... Okay. Um, I know I had mentioned last episode? Um, no, two episodes ago. Two episodes, episodes ago. ago. That... Um, I'm looking it up. Here it is. Uh, there was that uh, technique about getting in touch with your inner child where you write with your... You write a letter or you write free, free form... Um, free flow, um, with your non-dominant hand. So righty for a lefty, lefty for a righty. And, um, I want to plug the person who, uh, came up with that, or at least the person who told my friend who told me about it. Uh, her name is Jessica Lyons. Uh, that's L Y O N S. Um, and she's a life coach. I'm pretty sure she's based in New York. And, uh, thank you, Jessica. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's an amazing, a great technique. Amazing exercise. So maybe right. we'll just send you off with that. Yeah. yeah. Oxygenate your cells. Send them some love. Just take five minutes. I, I really like us not making people have to, like, take a lot of time. No. It's like well, take, who has that? Yeah. Take five minutes. Five minutes. And just send yourself love. Yeah. Give yourself a hug. Ugh. Delightful. What a delight. What a delightful way to end. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye. I love you guys.